Welcome to the Selfish Badass Podcast, the show that teaches female leaders how to create a life that lights her soul on fire. I'm your host, certified success coach, Krista Resnick. I'm a sought-after speaker, teacher, leadership expert, and mom to three sons. I'm the founder of the Selfish Badass Movement, which empowers women across the globe to stop settling and embrace who they truly are. If you're a female leader who is ready to live a life on purpose and create success on your terms, then this show is for you. I'm so thrilled you're here because it's time for you to give yourself permission to show up unapologetically. It's time for you to step into and own your leadership. And it's time for you to create success in a way that feels good to you. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. As I am recording this pod today, I sent all of my cubs back to school today. Yes, it's the first day of school. And I have never been one of those people that has loved the first day of school. It always leaves a little, oh, I don't know, melancholy in my heart. You know, even though for those of you listening that haven't hung with me for a while, I am the mom of three, I used to be able to say for a really long time, teenage boys, they're not teenagers anymore. So 21, 18, and 16. And time is is so fleeting. And I always think that the mark of a new school year is such a huge timestamp. It's another summer closing, another another chapter closing, another opening, of course, right? But there's always just those first couple of weeks where I just feel a little melancholy, a little blue. I just love their energy in the home, despite the fact that they are, you know, wild prairie chickens three quarters of the time. They are just these amazing, incredible humans that I get to do life with and I get to raise. Like I get to raise these boys and teach them and have them teach me and have, you know, connection and develop friendship with them. And we just learn from each other. I am am both their student and their teacher. And I miss them. I miss them when they're not here. So I I share all that with you because as I mentioned, I I I just always feel a little blue and a little melancholy for sometimes a couple of weeks. And so knowing that, because I've you know kind of been at this for a few years, I like to put something on the calendar for myself that sort of gives me something to look forward to, you know, something that gets me excited, something that makes me happy, something that fills my soul a little bit. And so today, that is my very first live coaching episode. Oh my gosh, you guys, this has been... Oh, probably a year and a half in the making. And it finally happened. It finally happened. So I'm super excited to introduce to you on the pod, yes, live coaching, live coaching. And when I say live, uh, what I mean is just raw, unedited, 
one-on-one, deep-dive, gorgeous coaching. So it is recorded, of course. Yes, it didn't it, – I'm not bringing – I'm like not actually doing it live. So maybe I need to use a different, you know, word verbiage. But this has been a dream in my heart for, like I said, probably about a year and a half. And I'm just going to be honest with you because I am in this with you. And I like to be as vulnerable with my audience as I can be because I think vulnerability is is key. Uh, it's key to growth. It's key to community. It's key to healing. It's key to so many things. And I allowed fear to really get in the way. I allowed fear. I thought, okay, would anybody actually ever want to listen to coaching? Like, is that a thing? Is that strange that I actually want to coach people live and record it and and put it out into the world? Are other coaches going to critique me? I don't know. Nobody's going to want to listen to that. You see all the stories that I started ruminating on? And honestly, for me, I just got sick of telling myself the same old story. I just thought, you know what? Get over yourself. I'm not going down like that. This is the dream in your heart. You've been wanting to do it. Let's do it. So today is the very first, as I mentioned, live coaching. And I could not be more excited to bring this this new rendition to the pod, to you. So one of the things that I really realized, the idea came to me as I was listening to somebody get coached uh, at coaching school. So I was laying on my couch one day and there was a recording of a student at the school that I went to being coached. And I was having so many insights. I was having so many ahas from just being an observer of this coaching session. And I thought to myself, my gosh, why isn't anybody doing this on a podcast? Like I'm learning so much. And that's where the idea came from. I think there's something about listening to somebody else get coached that is so powerful. I think I think that when you can just listen into a coaching conversation, your guard's not up because you're not the one being coached. And so you can really just dig out and extract what resonates with you and just can create the space for yourself to to walk away from your own learnings and the things that you want to apply to your own life. And I just think it's a really powerful way to learn some things about yourself and have beautiful self-discovery without listening to another teaching type audiobook or podcast. And trust me when I say I do those things too. I love them. I will never stop doing them. But there was just something about the live coaching that really just hit home for me. So I'm just, I'm really proud, honestly, of myself for pushing play and taking action on this idea and not sitting around and and stewing on it for another year. And so I guess my invitation for you is what is something that you're stewing on, that you're hedging, that you're hesitating? Because my friends, if you haven't looked around and noticed, the world needs you now more than ever. We do not have time for you to hedge, hide, and hesitate. We need your leadership. We need your impact. We need you to heal. It is your responsibility to heal so that you can take action and go out into the world and create your impact 
to share your message, to support other people. So that is my big announcement. I'm super excited to to have you along for the journey and a couple of things for you. So if you are somebody that would like to receive live coaching, I am taking applications. So I've had several people apply, but I'm looking for more, most certainly. So please reach out to me at Coaching at gmail.com where we can start to engage in a little bit of a conversation of what that might look like and you can receive an application to apply for your own live coaching session. So that is number one. Number two is the School of Badassery is open and you want to get in and claim your spot at the school. So here is what the school looks like. I'm going to just give you a brief little rundown because the link for the school will be in the show notes. You can check it out on your own. But you're going to get live coaching from me once a month and you're also going to get a teaching from me one time a month. So it is personal growth. It is self-discovery. It is self-awareness. It is community. It is support. It is all those beautiful things. And we're going to be talking about all sorts of different hot topics in the personal development world, such as mindset, boundaries, energy blocks, expectations, control, self-love, just so many amazing, juicy, good, delicious topics. So Grab the link in the show notes and get yourself set up with a seat in the School of Badassery. Cannot wait to see you there. Okay, so let's dive into today's coaching session. So Tiffany came to me with a story that is very common for most people, and that story is, I'm not good enough. How many of you can resonate with some flavor of that story? I'm not smart enough. I'm not thin enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm just, I'm not enough. Some people just have the blanket statement of, I'm just not enough. So I want you to think about some of these things as you lean into my coaching session with Tiffany. Are you somebody that really buys into the belief that you're not good enough? Do you feel like you have to prove yourself in order to earn your worth? Are you constantly telling yourself a limiting story such as, I don't work hard enough. I'm just not doing my best. I don't matter. Are you somebody who ruminates on the stories of your past? Are you somebody who's had a lot of trauma and pain and rejection in your life? Do you should all over yourself? And are you craving more peace in your life? My friends, if that's you, you're going to want to lean into this amazing coaching session that I had with Tiffany. So join me in this powerful session and don't forget to apply for a session of your own so you can receive live coaching on the Selfish Badass Podcast. Welcome, Tiffany. I'm so glad you're here today. What can I help with? Hi, Krista. Um, I guess the biggest issue that I feel that I have would be the self-worth feeling like I'm not enough. Okay. 
super common, by the way. Um, so tell me a little bit about this I'm not enough. Tell me how that shows up for you. I'm sorry, what did you just ask? Tell me how that shows up for you in your life. How do you know you're not enough? I catch myself trying to prove myself all the time. And, you know, I, then I stand back and I'm like, what am I doing? You know, why am I um, working so hard at that? And I have worked on trying to figure out where it originated. And I have some ideas. And, um, you know, it, it's, it shows up all the time in my marriage, in my work life, um, with my children. Um, I just, I catch it all the time and it's, you know, why, why do we feel that we have to prove ourselves or why do we feel that um, we aren't enough? Yeah, it's a great question. So you've done some work in the personal development industry field, you know, and, and started exploring this. And I know that you are really adamant about growing and evolving and working on this. So what have you come up with so far? Well, um, I, as, as much as I, you know, don't want to blame things on childhood, I think that's ultimately where it originated. Um, I, my biological father um, signed away his rights and I was adopted and I was adopted by a phenomenal man. So it, it turned out to be a wonderful thing. Um, but I think the, you know, two years after he signed away his rights, he adopted his wife's daughter. So, you know, I think that's sort of where it originated was, okay, you didn't want me, I wasn't enough. So you wanted someone else. But again, it turned out to be a great thing because the man who adopted me was fantastic. So, but I think that's ultimately where it began. Mm. And, um, you know, I mean, there's other, of course, other little things along the way that, you know, crop up that make you kind of question. And, um, but yeah, I think ultimately that's where it started. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I love that you identified that so we can kind of extract that a little bit and play with that. And like you said, it's never, ever, ever about looking for blame, mm -hmm. but when we extract that, that story or that belief, as you just so beautifully articulated, then we're able to do the work around really letting it go and asking ourselves, you know, what good is it to hang on to this limiting story? What, how is it serving me? What's the payoff for me by holding on to this? So absolutely as a child, you know, that would be devastating to have your father walk away from you and, and kind of give you that message that, you know, you're, you're not valuable to me or you don't matter to me, or that's the interpretation that you created. So tell me, do you have a little bit of a relationship with him at all now as an adult? I do, and it is strained. Um, he is the only parent that I have remaining. My mom and the man who adopted me sadly have passed away. So I do talk to, I call him the biological. Ah. <laughs> I talk to him um, once a week. Um, and it's very conflicting for me. He is, um, 
I was young. My sister and brother were older and my sister talks about how abusive he was. So I hear the stories of what he did and how he treated me. And then I talk to him every week to this aging man who doesn't seem like he could ever harm anybody, you know? So it's very conflicting for me. Um, and we don't have a lot in common. So it's like our conversations are <laughs> like, hi, how was your week? And um, I'll talk to you next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very surface level, which is okay, which is yeah. okay. There's nothing necessarily wrong with that. Do you know much, Tiffany, about his childhood and what that might have looked like for him? Um, yes, as I have um, gotten older, I've done a lot of, uh, I had the DNA done and I'm in touch with a lot of his family. And um, my grandpa, his dad, was an alcoholic and abusive. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm sure that it's all trickles down. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So, and, and that was my reason for sort of exploring and going down that road is that it seems to be that your father was carrying out mm -hmm. a pattern that was displayed to him and that he lived amongst probably a lot of chaos with an alcoholic parent, probably a lot of anger, probably a lot of shame, things of that nature. Now, I want you to understand clearly that in no way, shape, or form am I um, giving your father a permission slip for you know giving away rights. And the flip side of the coin is, as humans, we're always doing the best that we can. So if he had this conditioning, if he had this pattern that he believed was normal, I mean, that was normal to him. Mm -hmm. Chaos was normal to him dysfunction was was normal to him shame anger all of that was probably very normal to him i am making an assumption yes i mean we don't know and we don't want to spend our time really digging into into his history because we want to you know help you and focus on you but i want to just take a moment and unpack this a little bit because it would be beautiful if we were able to actually reframe this story and how you are looking at this, um, you know, my father gave me up and therefore I'm not valuable and I don't matter. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So really, I mean, how old was he, Tiffany? Do you know when, when you were born? Um, when I was born, he was 27. I'm the third child. Okay. And do you know any circumstances of the situation of what you were kind of born into? Yes. Um, my mother um, reportedly had affairs. So um, he, I'm sure, had a lot of anger. Um, he still has a lot of anger um, towards my mom. She's been gone 20 years and he still talks about it. And um, yeah, so I think I was born into, um, I, I don't know if I was uh, an oops, <laughs> mm. um, very possibly an oops. Um, my brother and sister are six and seven years older than I am. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I want you to really, I, I, and I totally get what you mean, 
but I want you to really hear me say that your soul wanted to be here. Your soul chose to be here to bless this world with your gifts and your talents and your amazing essence. So I understand what you mean. And it's kind of a cute, you know, silly little statement like, oh, I was an oops, but your soul, this is what I believe that our souls want to be here. You chose to be here. You're a fighter. You wanted to be here. And it sounds as though, you know, we're, we're dealing with a, with a man who, because of his past conditioning, probably didn't have a lot of the coping skills and mechanisms and tools to be able to process what was going on, you know, with your mom. Mm-hmm. And so he really wasn't even able to parent himself truly, let alone parent a child. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. And so rather than take a whole lot of meaning. And again, we're not excusing his behavior of, of course. Right. But we're just trying to reframe the way that this is kind of sitting in your body so that you can really begin to embrace that, you know, truly this was a man who endured more than likely a lot, never developed those coping skills, never developed really a higher consciousness of living and an understanding that life is a beautiful gift. And what a blessing, as you mentioned, that you had, you know, this amazing man come into your life, your stepdad, mm-hmm. and raise you in, in a different journey or a different avenue. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. So let's kind of go back to where this proving, you, you mentioned it really does show up in a lot of different areas of your life. And we've kind of identified where it started with, which is, which is great because then, you know, as you began to make your journey through elementary, through middle school, through high school, it sounds as though there was probably this, this story ruminating through your subconscious mind. Cause a lot of this isn't even conscious, right? A lot of these beliefs get formed before we even have our conscious mind developed that you weren't good enough. And you're, you began to kind of make agreement with that belief and to carry that out in your choices, in your behavior, in your thought life, even though you weren't necessarily conscious of it, that's just how it works. It's like a computer system that needs an upgrade, right? (laughs) So tell me a little bit about maybe a recent example of how you've tried to prove yourself in one of those components of your life. Yeah, sure. Um, probably the biggest area um, would be work because where I work, um, I, I'm a manager in a department and I have two bosses ahead of me. <laughs> and um, I guess I'm constantly running around and I'm, I leave every day like a sweaty mess <laughs> because I, I try so hard to work and work and work because I don't want anyone to ever say that I don't work hard or, um, oh, she's lazy or, you know, I don't want anyone to ever say I don't do my best. So I think I'm constantly putting that added pressure on myself and being like, oh, I have to do this and I have to do this and I have to get this done. And if I don't, then they're going to think I didn't work. And yeah. 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 
So a lot of, lot of stories in your head that you've kind of created, which again, it's totally normal when we have that belief. And so many people carry that belief, Tiffany. So I want you to hear me say that you are not alone. I think almost every person carries a little piece of that belief that you shared. I'm not good enough, or I'm not smart enough, or I'm not pretty enough, or I'm not thin enough. Everybody has their own version. Some people do carry the I'm just not good enough story, but I want you to hear me say that you're not alone. You're not alone. There are billions of people across the world that carry a similar belief and it's totally, totally healable. And so it's kind of this working excessively, um, not wanting other people to you know, have a story about you in terms of, I don't work hard enough. I don't do my best. So what is that belief costing you? Uh, well, I think it's, you know, I mean, I, I'm in my fifties, so I, I feel like it costs me peace. You know, I, I feel like, okay, you know, I shouldn't have to, you know, I, I can love my job and I can, you know, do a good job, but I shouldn't have to be breaking myself to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So where has someone ever actually told you at work that you don't work hard enough, that you're not doing your best? No, um, no one has ever told me that. Um, well, actually, yes, I take that back. When I worked in a different department, I did struggle a little bit with a fellow manager who um, she did imply that I wasn't learning fast enough. And, um, but I, I, as I am away from working with her, I realized that that really wasn't me. So yeah, so I was kind of told that in a different department, but okay. I, I know that wasn't my issue. Yeah. Yeah. So you've really kind of explored that a little bit and come to the realization that, Hey, that's not true. That was her version of what was true for her. Yes. Am I hearing that correctly. Okay. Okay. So what do you think? Because as humans, Tiffany, we don't do anything that isn't kind of a payoff for us. We don't do anything that isn't serving us in some capacity. Now, I'm not saying it's serving you in a good capacity, but we always engage in behaviors that are some sort of a payoff. So what do you think the payoff is of, of this trying so hard and ruthlessly to prove yourself? You know, I, that is a great question to present to me because that is a really good question for me to even ponder. I, I guess I, I leave work and I'm like, okay, so like I said, I'm a sweaty mess. So, okay, I've obviously, I've done it. I've worked to my potential and okay, you know, good job, Tiffany. You know, I guess that's what I, but do I honestly say that to myself? I don't, I guess, you know, <laughs> I should. Why haven't you? Again, I, as, this is my, as a first time saying that, and I'm like, I don't know why I don't tell myself that. I should feel good when I leave. And, um, you know, I, I need to do that. 
Definitely. Yeah. Is that something you want to do? Yes. Yes. I want to um, definitely leave work every day and go, okay, great job. All done. You know, go home and relax. <laughs> yeah. And that's really such a great point, Tiffany. I, I, I love that you shared that because those are the simple ways that we actually begin to build relationship with ourselves. I feel like in today's culture, everybody is looking for these big, profound ways. And it's those little things such as getting in your car and maybe looking in your rearview mirror. You wouldn't necessarily have to look into your own eyes, but just sitting there for a second and putting your hand on your heart and, and saying out loud, even in your car, dang, Tiffany, you showed up today. Like you left it on the floor and then some girl, good for you. <laughs> Definitely. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to add something to your little list of homework here, but before we kind of get to that, um, let's go back to the question about, you know, the payoff of what really is the payoff of, of trying to prove yourself? Um, you know, it's, it's really probably a no win, you know, now that I sit there and even think about it even more, I mean, I don't know if that's the right term, a no win, but, um, you know, I, I have to accept myself for who I am and, and if I don't get everything done, it's okay. Tomorrow's another day. And those are things that I need to work on with myself instead of, you know, if I leave work and I haven't gotten everything done, go, oh, darn it. Now they're going to think that I, you know, didn't work hard enough or, you know, there are interruptions. There's of course customers and, you know, there are other things that occur. So yes, yes. It's not just a linear move from this task to this task to this task when you're in, you know, that industry of, of course, you've got your to-do lists and your tasks at work, and then you're getting interrupted a million times a day by, by the general public who needs something from you when you're out on the floor, right? And those are not things that you can plan for. So you said something that I picked up on, and that was about, you know, just accepting yourself. So yeah. tell me a little bit more about what that would look like just accepting yourself? Um, that would be new for me, which, you know, again, I, I, I don't know why. I mean, I, I just, because it's been a horrible cycle, you know, as we've talked about, um, but, you know, just accepting and, you know, looking in the mirror and going, okay, yeah, you're, you're you and, and you're pretty and you're nice and you're a good human. And, you know, you're, you do your best and you're, you know, being the best Christian you can be, you know, just trying to, um, just be me and trying to not, uh, be judgmental to others and, you know, just, yeah, looking in the mirror and just realizing my worth. Mm. So when I say to you that you are enough because you are Tiffany, what comes up for you? Um, yeah, just, just a lot of, you know, the, the garbage, you know, that, um, first of all, thank you, you know, but no, but I, I guess it's like, I, you know, you think of the times that you have felt so many times that you aren't enough and, 
you know, um, and then you question yourself and you wonder, well, was that them or was that really me? Like my perception of it, maybe it wasn't even them at all that made me feel that way, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So yeah, thank you for that. And um, yeah, I will definitely be working on me realizing that I am enough and I, I'm not any of the things that happened to me. I am me and going forward, I'm just fine the way I am. Mm. Mm. How does that feel in your body when you say that? I am just fine the way I am. Good. It's good. You know, I, I need more practice. I will, I will take that on. And uh, I, you know, life is short and my mom only lived until she was 58, which is only seven years older than I am. So I really want to enjoy every minute. So I think that's all going to start with me and learning to just love me. Yeah. Well, okay. You, so you said something really profound and that is, there's a lot of going back to the past. You mentioned that just a minute ago. There's a lot of ruminating on past and I want you to think about how do you feel when you go back to the past and start stirring up all of the, you know, what, how does that feel? Horrible. It's very painful. Um, I, there's not a lot from my past that I like, unfortunately. So I, I have a lot of pain. So I, um, I, I am, another thing I am working on is just trying to remember good things, you know, trying to remember, Um, fun things from, you know, growing up and fun things from past relationships or whatever it is that is painful. Mm. You know, I want to just point something out to you right now, Tiffany, that you are a generational, it sounds like pattern breaker. And I don't know if anybody's ever told you that before. I don't know if that's landing fresh for you on your ears, but You are a generational pattern breaker. It seems as though there's been a cycle, a pattern of of a lot of maybe chaos. um, You know, like you mentioned, some alcoholism, some, some of the feelings such as probably anger, guilt, shame, disappointment, low self-worth, and you are breaking that. You are breaking that. How amazing is that? Yeah, that is amazing. Thank you. Yeah, I, um, yeah, definitely, definitely. And as long as, and I'm not saying there's not sometimes some healing work to do, of Mm -hmm. course, because yes, you do have some, some trauma and some, things going on in your body, you know, attached to a story that is, that has caused some trauma in your body. Mm -hmm. So there is a time where we have to go back and do some of that healing work. And again, flip side of the coin is as long as we continue to just drive around in a circle around that story and around those things that keep us stuck, you know, all of the couldas, shouldas, wouldas, 
we can't go back and change anything. And so you, you mentioned the word present, you, you said past. And then about a minute later, you said, you know, focusing on the present. Yes. So how do you think really just focusing on the present, focusing on what I call be here now might help you to really show up in your power? Um, I, I think, you know, if I definitely, when I catch myself thinking, you know, overthinking or, you know, when I catch myself thinking of those bad things, if I just kind of channel and go, okay, that's, you know, be present now, you know, just be here now, you know, and, and let it go, you know, just think of something else. Yeah. Yeah. Because all of those stories from your past and all of the pain that you've endured, that's going to be sort of a natural pull for you because those emotions are addictive and those are the emotions that you're really, really familiar with. So when you start feeling some of those feelings, it's really imperative that you go up into your mind and you stop and you tell yourself, okay, what thought was I just thinking? What do I need to think in order to feel better and to move on and go forward? Does that make sense? Perfect. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really about, you know, slowing yourself down and, just asking yourself, okay, what new choice do I need to make in order to move forward and in order to show up powerfully for myself, first and foremost, in order to show up for my partner that I know you love and adore, in order to show up for, you know, kids and grandkids and all of those amazing things that you have in your life. How can I show up and just be here now first for myself? What choice do I need to make? in order to just be present. Yes. What comes, what comes up for you when I say the word present? Uh, presence or presence? You know, I, um, I guess what I think of is I never thought I could have what I have today. So, um, you know, <laughs> you know, with, with that, you know, I, I guess thinking about, you know, I've got, an amazing husband and you know i have children and grandchild and i i really have a lot of amazing things to be very happy about mm. you know my health you know i'm very blessed yeah yeah and so continuing to just focus on past experiences and situations it just continues to pull you back down into the pit of poo <laughs> Yes, and again, not that, you know, not that, the, and for the people listening, I don't ever want you to think that I'm saying there's not a time to step into trauma work, healing work, of course, of course, but at some point you have to decide that, okay, I'm aware of what's happening. I'm aware that I keep, you know, moving around the same stories, circling around and what new choice am I going to make about myself to show up differently, to show up in my power? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And, and as I was just listening to you, um, really, um, 
I have kept myself kind of in victim mode and that's a bad thing. <laughs> mm, tell me more about that. Um, well, as I was listening to you and I'm like, you know, as you mentioned, like the stories circling, it is always the same stories, you know, the, you know, bad relationship or, you know, dad signing away his rights. And it's always the same things. And I'm like, wow, you know, hearing you say that, I thought, yep, I, that's a constant victim mode, isn't it? So yeah, no, I don't want to do that. No, <laughs> I, I am better than that. <laughs> I and, don't want to be a victim. And that is beautiful, beautiful self-discovery right there. Because now you've got this piece of information that you can actually make a new choice, that you can actually do something with. And how cool and amazing is that? Like, I didn't even realize how much I was sitting in victim mode. And yeah. now that I know... Yay! I get to do something different. I get to make a new choice for myself. So let's go back to that question again with this particular situation that you just mentioned. What do you think the payoff for you has been in continuing to grab hold of these stories? Um, it has the... <laughs> you know, it's been a bad payoff really, you know, because you, when you, when I um, have connected to those stories, it, it, as we talked about, it drags me down and it doesn't keep me in the present and realizing the amazingness that I already have. So that, all those things should be, you know, that past should be dead if that's the right word it it needs to go <laughs> yeah definitely i was you know as i've listened to you i'm like wow that's yeah no that's yeah. bad stuff yeah so <laughs> what do you think tiffany you could do to start to let some of this past go live live today mm. i love it i love it yeah that is a great great suggestion and idea is just to live and to practice the principle of be here now. Now, do you feel like you have actually processed some of your sadness and anger around some of what happened in childhood and dad leaving? Um, yeah, I, I think that um, as, as far as process for me, I mean, there's anger and then I'll cry. And then, you know, um, then you go through, I, I have gone through a stage of whatever, you know, you know, yeah. all the stages I, I was, you know, like when there, yeah, anything that you have stages you go through. Um, yeah. Wow. I, I think that I just grew in leaps and bounds as I've talked to you for about a half hour. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. And, and here's a couple, you know, I'm, I'm going to give you a couple of action pieces, but one of the things that I want to explore for just a minute here is what have you actually done to release some of that anger? Because I'm, I'm thinking there's probably some suppressed anger happening. Would that be correct? <laughs> Oh, very correct. I catch myself being angry um, inside quite a bit. And um, so I pray a lot about that. Okay. Okay. So here's what I want you to do. The way that we start to not be angry mm -hmm. is to get angry. <laughs> we have to actually get angry. 
And I feel like there has been a lot of emotional suppression. And especially as women, Tiffany, this is so common. So again, you're not alone. Women are afraid to go there. Mm-hmm. Women are afraid to get pissed off and angry. It can be a scary emotion. So I'm going to give you a couple of things to do that will help with a few of the different things that we talked about. The first is getting some of that anger up and out because I think it is leaking out of you a little bit and we just want to get it up and out so that we can start to feel better. And one of the ways that we can do that, that is really, really safe is to write something called an FU letter. <laughs> oh, perfect. So, yes, yes. So basically what you're doing is you are writing a letter, anything you want to say in this letter to mm-hmm. whomever you want to say it to. I would probably start, I'm just going to give you kind of a direct direction here. And I would probably start with, you know, your biological father. Okay. You may want to write one to your mother. I don't know. I don't know who's all part of your past, but... <laughs> You're going to want to just get out everything that you're angry about. And I want you literally writing so fast that your mind can't keep up with what's coming out on paper. Because if you slow down in this process, Tiffany, you're going to start to question and go, oh, maybe I shouldn't write that. Oh, no. Right. This is your opportunity to get pissed off. Okay. And I want you writing with the idea that no one will ever read this. Okay. You're not going to read this. You're going to rip it out of your tablet, your notebook, whatever you choose to use, and you're going to throw it away or you're going to burn it. The whole idea of writing these letters Mm -hmm. is for you to get your anger up and out of your body. Okay. They're not to reflect on, they're not to go back and read, nothing like that. The whole point is I want this anger to come up and out. Okay. And then after that, if you want to punch pillows, some of my clients do that. It's a great way to get some anger out. Okay. Um, And sometimes, like you said, just have a good cry. Okay. Knowing that you are fully supported and that you are safe. Okay. So that's the first thing I want you doing is getting that anger up and out through those FU letters. Okay. Let it all come out, sister. Okay. The second thing I want to see you do is would you be able to have access to a childhood picture of yourself? Oh, yes. I have a few. Awesome. I want you connecting with that sweet little girl. Oh, okay. Yeah. I want you pulling that picture out. And I just want you to reconnect with her a little bit. I, however that looks for you. Maybe it's a little bit of journal writing. Maybe it's just taking a few moments and staring at that picture every day. Okay. And just connecting with her, talking to her a little bit. Okay. Because... When you're so hard on yourself, Tiffany, when you are telling yourself things like, I don't work hard enough, I'm not doing my best, I have to prove myself, it's that little girl you're talking to. Mm, It's that little girl. Yeah. And my guess is, is that you would not talk to that little girl that way. Yes, true. 
So have that picture somewhere front and center where you can really see it. Okay. The third thing, the third piece of action that I want you taking is I want you to spend some time every single night writing in something that I call either a success journal or a yay me journal. Okay. I kind of use those words interchangeably. And here's what that's going to look like. Anything, anything that you can think of throughout your day that you want to celebrate, that you're proud of, you write that down. Yay you. So maybe it's that you took a two mile walk after dinner. Yay me. Maybe it's that you wanted to get really angry and upset at a customer who was very curt with you and you didn't, you held back and you showed that person kindness and compassion. Yay you. <laughs> Maybe you got up 10 minutes early that morning and you made yourself a nutritious breakfast. Yay you. Anything that might feel like a su success to you. Perfect. That sounds great. Oh, it's one of my favorite tools and activities. Oh, and that is how, again, the whole point of that yay me journal or success journal is we start building connection and relationship and kindness and compassionate towards ourselves. Yeah. Wow. I love all your ideas. This is great. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you've got some really powerful tools to help you kind of process some of the past and to really build that healthy, beautiful relationship and connection with yourself going forward as well. Thank you. You're absolutely welcome. So what's been the greatest insight on our time together today? Oh, so much in so little time. I'm amazed. Um, thank you. I, um, yeah, I realized a lot. I, I never would have expected I could realize so much in such a short amount of time. Oh yeah, we can do that. We can do the good juicy work quick. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Awesome. Well, you've got some beautiful homework ahead of you and I'm just so excited to see what comes of it and, and how you just use these things to move forward in your life. Well, my friends, I hope you enjoyed another amazing episode. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, share, and review wherever you listen to your podcast because when you do those things, you're really helping the pod get seen. And when the pod gets seen, you are helping other female leaders step into their leadership, own who they are, be an expression of their purpose so that they can make their impact in this world. I want you to remember this week that I believe in you and you matter. See you next time.